Hello, I'm Pam. And I'm Ethan. And welcome to episode six of We, we Go, Go Off. Off. Oh my gosh, it's kind of crazy that we already have six episodes, right? I know, I'm pretty proud of us. We've stuck with it, and I think we've been doing pretty well so far. <laughs> it's so crazy. We're doing pretty good, I would say. Yeah. I know, it's so... What's new with you, baby girl? Oh, what's new with me? Um, Well, this week, uh, we had the state fair coming to town. So I went, not once, but I've already gone twice. Um, <laughs> I'm a guilty soul, but... I love the state fair. We had me and my husband hadn't gone for the past two years because you know COVID and yeah. Last year was really like quiet, so we didn't go last year. But it was nice going back, and it was weird because we walked in and it was instantly like that feeling of familiarity. Yeah. But we also were felt a little off, like we haven't been here for a while. <laughs> We've gone so often, and just felt right at home. So oh I love gosh. fair food. So good. It was so fun. So. Definitely recommend if you can make it to the fair. Yeah, but, um, I need to make it over there honestly. So I went last year, and then like maybe like a couple years before that, probably pre-pandemic for sure. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean, I had a blast last year. Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of sad because I missed Pride Day. You were actually there on Pride Day. Did I you was. see anything there? Well, yeah. So they had actually like you know they have a main stage in the center of it, and so there was a drag show actually happening, and so there's Hell some drag yeah. Things working on that and then all the performers that were there as well were also like you know sending love to drag culture and just to like the lgbtqia plus yeah she did it anyway so that was really cool i always like just sitting down for you know 10 or 15 minutes and just watching those shows because that's just the true state fair feeling with your corn corn and shows oh my gosh that's a vibe (laughs) are we talking an elote um or was it just corn it's just corn, okay, but you okay. put seasonings and stuff on it, but I don't think it's quite think, an elote. Think, isn't that an elote? I don't know. I guess I Am need I to research it? what oh, an elote is. No. <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm the worst New Mexican here. So. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work on it, baby girl. I'll work on it, and uh, I'll give you an update on Instagram. Um, but anyway, have you been, Ethan? What you been up to? <sighs> Oh my god. Well, this weekend was really crazy. So, um, me and my roommate slash bestie, uh, we ended up at this underwear party at uh, one of the gay bars here. So we didn't even know it was going to be that, right? So we show up and... It's just like uh, we're drinking a little bit and one of the bartenders comes over and they're like, are you guys going to stay for underwear night? And we're like, what is underwear night? Yeah. And they're like, it's just what it sounds like. You just drop your drawers and you just are walking around in your underwear. Oh my God. So me and Becky were like, oh, okay. Like we were a little, we were a little bit, um, concerned about this because we're like oh god like i i wasn't prepared and i know that she wasn't either right and so anyways we're uh just chilling hanging out and so it like becomes time for it like they typically allow you to play your own music whatever right they stop that and then they uh, put on their own music and it's like a little bit more intense music whatever yeah and so then the bartender's coming around and he's like are you guys gonna participate and so like some of these tables were like dropping their pants right then <laughs> and, and they're there. just like oh you say no more clothes let's just take them <laughs> and so wow. i look at becky and i'm like i'll do it if right. you do it and so she's just like looking at me and she's like i guess we're gonna do it and she pulls down her pants and i'm like oh fuck here i go (laughs) and so i take mine off but then she's like but i don't like my top at all so she's like we're gonna have to switch shirts and i'm like well i'm not gonna look good in your top so we go to the bathroom we switch shirts i end up just being straight in my underwear like i mean it's underwear party so weren't you doing it right (laughs) i guess i was doing it right but i was one of the only people in this whole establishment that was like in their underwear truly really yeah everyone was dropping their drawers okay okay no 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 what i'm saying is like they were they would drop their drawers but they would keep their shirt on i was the only one who was wearing just underwear no i was just taking it all off at that point. yeah i don't know where were you at then you should have been there uh, I was definitely probably recovering from the state fair, but uh, that sounds wild. No, it was wild. <laughs> I know. It was crazy. And it was like this weekend was like everyone's birthday. I feel like from September yes. until the end of the year, every day you're going to have a birthday party, right? Right. And so it's just like everybody's birthday is for some reason during this time frame. Anyways, so this weekend, um, I had one of my friend's birthdays. Shout out to her. It was really cute. We went to like this 
lounge in Albuquerque called Ibiza. Oh. It was... Yeah, you were there. I was. <laughs> I'm acting like I'm surprised. But yeah, I kind of got there a little late, so I'm sorry I missed a little bit of it. But it was a really nice bar. Oh, yeah, it was it really was cool. super cute. And then we went down the street to this other place, FX. We had a freaking blast. I also had a show that night as well. So from FX, I had to go down the street to um, one of the theaters. So you made it to that show. Yeah, it was this uh, EDM artist phase one. Oh, nice. And it was really cool. It was a really good show, but it was just a packed day. The night before, though, I had a, another party, and I swore to God that this was a birthday party. So I go, I buy the alcohol, I buy a card for this post, and then I also buy um, a little gift for her. And so I go to the party, and like I'm there, and like I hand the booze over, and I'm looking at her, and I'm like, "Where do you, where do we put the present?" Uh-huh. And she's like, "You got me something," and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I got you something." It's what do you mean? And then I'm like kind of surprised because she's like, oh, well, we could just put it in the room. And I go into the room. There's no presents. And so I'm like, this is kind of weird. I was like, (laughs) what is happening right now? Anyways, make a long story short. uh, I'm talking with her and she's like, I was like, well, let's have a cheers for the host's birthday. And they're like, it's not her birthday. Her birthday is in January. And I was like, (laughs) what? I was like, nobody told me this. So I looked like the, the fool over oh. here. I mean, I guess I looked sweet because I had a gift, but I was I just felt so stupid because like, yeah. I really thought this person was throwing a party because it was their birthday. So I was like, well, we got to like pump her up, you know? Goodness, so. that's so funny. So wait, where did you get the conception that this was a birthday party? I don't know. Okay, I was put in a group chat with like maybe 35 other people. Yeah. And like uh, this person invited all of us to the birthday party that I thought was a birthday party. Mm-hmm. And it I was like, okay, cool. Like I got the deeds. Like I'm gonna, you know, get her a present, of course, and everything. So I guess just in my head, I was like, well, with this many people coming to a party. It's a birthday. It's gotta be her birthday, yeah. right? And it was not the case. So mm. that's kind of the developments and uh stories from my weekend. Yeah, <laughs> it's sounds like crazy. a fun filled weekend, really packed, but it's it's always an adventure. You know how it goes. <laughs> That's true. It really is. Pam just disclosed to me this weekend that she can probably only hang with uh, me and my roommate for about 18 hours <laughs> before she KOs. She's like, I have to like disappear. Because after your birthday, because we haven't really seen each other since your birthday. We hung out this weekend. But right. before that, we hadn't really seen you. And like me and my roommate were like kind of going through this whole like mental exercise of like, we broke her. We broke Pam. <laughs> like she hates us. And so we no. talked to her and we find out that she was kind of avoiding us. You were also sick. Well, but. yeah, I got like death, not deathly sick. That's dramatic. I just got a really bad cold and this like nasty cough that would not go away. And it wasn't COVID. So like that was probably the most frustrating part was I have had COVID six weeks prior. Yeah. And it didn't feel near as bad as I was feeling at this like moment. Well, I feel so bad because I gave it to you. And that's how I felt too. I really felt like COVID. <laughs> was like maybe a five and this was like a seven yeah, or eight i was like this is horrible but i mean i still am like kind of that like cough is still there and i still am a little nasally so sorry if you hear that in my voice but uh yeah no it's kind of sensual let's oh, be real oh hello welcome to asmr i'm just oh, with Pam? Uh-huh. <laughs> no but yeah it was so funny when i said that because um on her Vegas trip was when I quickly realized, like, I can't really go nearly as hard as Ethan and Becky were going because I just, I don't know. I've never been, like, a huge partier. Like, I am pretty extroverted and I like going out and partying and stuff like that. But, yeah, I do have an 18-hour limit. And so after that birthday weekend where I just constantly was partying and going wild... Yeah, I got sick right after that, and then I was out for the count for a good week Oh, and a half, I felt so, so bad. I mean, that's why we missed that last uh, one of the weeks for post- <laughs> posting the episode, because I was just not about it. You all would have heard me, and they'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> dying. You'll just be like, <laughs> hi. <laughs> so, yeah, but... I love hanging out with you guys, but yeah, I just need a a breather, a little refresher before I I go back at it. So nothing against you guys at all. Once I met her, like I knew like, oh, this girl can go. And I was like, she matched my energy. And so like, (laughs) we always try to bring people to our level. We always think they can match our energy. I can match your energy for a limited time only. (laughs) Limited time only. She's just like, she's like pumpkin spice, folks. (laughs) 
It's for a limited <laughs> time only. <laughs> it's probably, I'm available to go just as long as pumpkin spice. It's like, you have a good month and a half or like 18 hours. See, that makes sense. Ooh, mm. 18 hours. And then after that's, that, a, that's a comparable analogy. I love it. Yeah. yeah, that works. But anyway, yeah, a lot of fun this weekend. Just a lot of fun. And I feel like yeah. September is always a good month. I mean, my birthday and then September just rolls right after. And I think that's the month of good vibes and then we go yes. into all the holidays so it's always busy but super fun yeah no i, I think i totally agree with you um it's always a good time i love this time of year all i'm right. excited for it yes but um so before we got into the episode we wanted to just go over some things to go over so um of course, our Instagram is We Go Off Podcast. It's uh, pretty easy. You got a beautiful little logo that has some uh, kind of purple, some blue, and some green. It's a very cute little thing. Yes. Um, my personal handle is Ethan X Torres. If you ever want to follow it, it's always a good time. Um, you can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google Podcasts. Um, and obviously, there's always more ways to listen. You just got to plug in that RSF feed. Um, and so I guess that kind of brings us to like what we thought about the episode last week. Yeah, about fashion and modesty. I mean, I definitely think that was such a, a good topic. I think that's a huge point of discussion nowadays and especially with how like fashion has changed so drastically in the past like 20 30 years yeah it's definitely something that i was like i want to touch base on because you know now more than ever people are more comfortable to show more skin so it's like is that appropriate is it not and so i love mm. how we kind of dove into that and then also talked about the beauty of body positivity and like just being comfortable in your skin yes and you know what's kind of funny listening back to the episode i'll be completely real with you i guess i kind of knew where you stood but like also because of where you dress because you do dress like in a way that accentuates you but also modestly as well i would say right i didn't necessarily know where you stood so like honestly hearing your uh, genuine opinions on it mm -hmm. was a very eye-opening experience and i honestly loved it yeah. like it was great like i know i think what makes it nerve-wracking is like i don't know there, everyone of course has the right to their own opinion but i know sometimes if um for some people if you're not 100% like all for it or 100% like against it that can be really skewed in a bad way I guess yeah. like you have to absolutely hate it and so like of course like I said I'm totally for body positivity yeah and like I am more of a modest dresser myself and I'll always probably will be that way but yeah I don't see a problem with other women or men or anyone in general just showing off what they got i'm like okay as long as you don't mind me looking you know what i'm yeah. saying <laughs> okay all right pam sorry. we might have an hr discussion with her later it's okay we'll take care of this <laughs> i'm just kidding but no i agree with you completely and it's really cool that we align a lot on that and mm -hmm. obviously if anyone has any open discussion still on that like we are always open to that and like more than welcome to explain so yes oh my god you know i'm a little ahead of you i think but i'm Just feeling the buzz bit. he's feeling the buzz i'm feeling a good time so you are what yes. are we drinking ethan well before us we have this beautiful little cocktail drink it is mm. called cayman jack's margarita so good it's so good <laughs> And I feel like most people know about this drink. It's always the first one gone at parties. It's the one that is always taken up. And so, you know, we're not sponsored by them. But I no. definitely recommend going out to your local grocery store and getting some of this because it's really good. Yes. I love the margarita. They also have a Moscow Mule that I Ooh. think is really that good That one's really well. good, too. Yes. So I think... The margarita and the Moscow Mule, I think, are pr two pretty good, solid drinks to get from them. Like, you're right. They are always the first drink gone. People love them, and I love them. So you'll yeah. see me with one of my hand at parties. So hey. -o. Hell yeah. <laughs> Wait, but you have to show up early for that to happen. That's true. I'm just kidding. So I'm, kidding. I I'm always late, so it's a hit or miss, you know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I love Pam. I love Pam. I'm just being a little... Uh, <laughs> I'm being a little honorary tonight. I don't yeah, know why. I'm just being a little re rebellious at this moment. Yes. Somebody, <laughs> somebody take care of him, honestly. Take him out back. <laughs> just, no, no. <laughs> I realize that could be interpreted in different ways, and neither one great. <laughs> so. so funny. Anyway, anyways, anyways, yeah. 
So, <laughs> song of the week, Ethan. You gotta tell me about your song of the week. We did listen to it just before this. And oh, it's a banger. Yeah. So this song is called "Hot in It" by Tiesto and Charlie XCX. So you got Charlie X's Charlie XCX's vocals on this, which is amazing. Right. And then Tiesto just kind of comes in and fucking slays the song. So. Um, my roommate actually again had shown me the song, and I just fucking fell in love with it because it's right. it's a it's a very empowering song. Like mm-hmm. it's about that you're like feeling feeling yourself, you're feeling great, and then you're just out there rocking it, shaking your ass. You know, you're just having a grand time. Yes. So I really recommend it, especially if you guys like dance, dance um, music. music. It's sure. very good, and I'd probably add it onto your playlist for sure. Yeah, I'll have to add it on. And mine. Pamela, what is your beautiful song? Well, I did mention I love September as the month, so uh, I chose a song perfectly fitting for September, and it's called September <laughs> <laughs> by Earth, Wind, and Fire. I think everyone has probably heard this song. Yeah, you haven't. Have you been living under a rock? I'm just kidding. I think they have because. <laughs> it's such a common song and i swear it's played on the radio more often more because often it's september so yeah like, you probably have heard it at least once but if you haven't you have to go listen to it that's uh, uh, not even a request that's a demand demand <laughs> you know what's actually funny about the song right so there's like two things i have a friend that's actually born on september 22nd oh, yeah. so i always think of her when i hear the song but then also so that part like the ba da da part yes so like when they originally had wrote the song they didn't um have like a, a filler for that part so they with the ba da da whatever they just made sounds up they just made that sound up and then like as they're like kind of going through production of the song or whatever they're like you know what that actually flows pretty well and so they kept that so it it's kind of just a nonsense lyric that made it through and so it's but like the most quotable the most iconic part of the song yeah it's not even a quote or even words it's just (laughs) yeah exactly everyone knows that so that's so funny i did not know that yeah it is cool so the more you know you know how it goes so interesting (sighs) But, you know, so this week, you know, there was some somber news Mm -hmm. that I think we all had received. Um, Even though, you know, America was freed of this country almost uh, 300 years ago, it Mm -hmm. was still sad to hear that the queen had passed. And so I think me and Pam wanted to reflect on that a little bit getting into this episode. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's a huge, I don't want to say like momentous occasion, but it's a very impactful occasion in the sense that she was the monarch for like a hundred 70 years 70 years thank yeah. you but she was 96 and like she was a huge part of the royal family and so mm-hmm. i think it definitely was something that was felt around the world and even like a lot of celebrities or political figures like when the news got out of course they do the like twitter blast or they send yeah. out letters or things to the family or just out loud basically saluting the queen and like acknowledging all of her hard work and everything she's done for her country yeah. so i mean definitely impactful for sure and i don't know like i i definitely think this is a family trait i got it from my grandma for sure but like so she's always kind of like had this not obsession with the royal family but she definitely like has kind of always like kept up with the tabs like she's a person who watched yeah. like all the royal weddings and like oh, she wow. followed a lot of like diana's journey throughout the royal family and stuff like that so anyways i think i really went on a deep dive this week with the queen um and just kind of like looking at her life and history and um it was really amazing like she's been around for like 13 presidents like she just the the time span of which she had ruled i think they said that like four out of five people in britain i mean and i'm sure that kind of resonates with a lot of the world didn't ever know like a different monarch for like the country Mm -hmm. and so i think it was very sombering news even though it was something that we all expected yeah like i mean she was 96 like you know most people don't live that long and she honestly had a really good quality of life like up until like these past two years i think her health was like on a pretty up and up yeah i mean so, she kept it sounded like she kept working until like her death basically she literally kept going on these like events meeting people greeting people hosting people like she just loved i don't know it almost seemed like she loved her job like i know it's also part mm-hmm. of their you know i don't want to say like requi- Duty? duties things yeah. it's much better 
duty, but, like, it definitely showed that she took it seriously and she, like, nonstop kept working with all these people around her to try yeah. to make an impact. So I definitely give her credit for that because that's something that's super difficult as you get older and older to keep up with all the requirements that are, like, totally for that position in that role. And I think what's kind of crazy, right, because so we have a, like, a podcast right now about based on opinions, but this woman kept her opinions basically to herself because that is what the role of the monarch is supposed to play, right? So yeah. um, I think there was only maybe one or two instances throughout this whole career that she had that she, like, spoke out about, like, stuff that maybe she didn't resonate with. And that doesn't mean that, like, um, she by any means was... Like an agreeance with things. An agreeance right. with things, but she kept this role because she understood, especially with, like, the country of Britain, that, like if she did vocalize like these things that she said it could potentially like cause an uprising because she is like the head of the entire state of like this country not only just this country but like 19 other countries as well right so it could real what she says could really impact a lot so i think what that really translates to is she realized this impact that she has and she didn't want to rock the boat so to speak and she wanted to just keep things flowing smoothly and i think that really translates because it really did allow the powers of democracy to work in all of these countries because they would have prime yeah. ministers they would have elected officials that the people chose and she was basically kind of just this head like the that hierarchy there. over that well like yeah watched everything and just like kept an eye on it which she could have done whatever the fuck she wanted but right. she didn't you know i mean i that is a good point i have noticed that the royal family just in general are pretty like non um I want well. I guess they're non-judgmental, but I also feel like they're very low on drama. Like yes. people in you know that try to pick at this drama, they're picking at like nitty gritty stuff or like stuff that I think you know is being perceived, not necessarily being like quoted. Of course, we got Harry yeah. and Meghan, so that's more of a hot topic, and I think something Completely. that a lot more people discuss regarding problems with the royal family but overall i think they all are pretty mild-mannered people that keep you know their opinions to yourself like you said yeah and they definitely understand the impact of maintaining a good image i think and, there's even a phrase that they say it's called duty before anything else and i feel um, like they all implement that very well they understand their role right. and they're not trying to um distress or distress anything. Yeah. yeah yeah it's definitely unique because um, I feel like definitely nowadays people expect, I guess, celebrities and just people in higher power to speak yes. more about certain topics. So it's unique that they were able to kind of keep it to themselves and just maintain, like I said, that good image, that definite feeling of wiseness, and they just want to go out and help. I think that's like yes. the one thing they do really well is acts of service or just going out and meeting people from multiple countries like different governments and definitely mm -hmm. making you know themselves known as a figure of power yeah. while also maintaining that respect and loyalty that they get from all their followers and the people under them well and so i think this will lead beautifully into our next topic but like the the thing that i'm kind of thinking of when i'm thinking about this i mean so diana has always been an iconic person to me i mean she was the I think the people's princess, that's what they actually called her. Right. But uh, what was so important and what, like, one point that really resonates with me is how much of an advocate for the LGBTQI plus community she was. Yeah. So um, she was one of the first notable figures to actually shake hands publicly with somebody who was diagnosed with AIDS. Wow. And so that was actually a huge thing. And because people at that time were fearful of the fact that, so like, if you touch someone, that you get AIDS, right? Like, exactly. they just were so sensitive to that and just very fearful and so to see somebody in that kind of role of prestige and power to be like no like these are people we need to acknowledge them as people like it really changed a mm -hmm. lot of people's hearts just for them to see a celebrity a royal a person of royalty or whatever right. to extend out figuratively and literally a hand to that community and be like no we see you and you are um, you know, we're going to get through this all together. And so yeah. I think for me, like, that was really impactful. And I think kind of, like, going back to something that you had said, like, just the impact that, like, celebrities have. And it's just there's so much weight that they carry because right. I think as humans, we kind of have this, like, identity with, like, 
uh, celebrities or anybody of kind of power, like, yeah. you know, they are, they're, they're leaders, right? Like we always like view these people as they're going to lead us down a path. So to see somebody that we kind of admire or that we kind of like resonate with when we see them care about something that we also care about, it really can move the needle kind of, so to speak, because it could bring light to people um, with things that they didn't even know about, you know, such as AIDS or just other things that they want to discuss or kind of bring light to. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, celebrities, I definitely feel like they're always kind of put on that pedestal. Like everyone looks up to them. Everyone knows their face, knows who they are. Just they've definitely become such a huge point in our society, especially in like, you know, modern culture. Yeah, We have this fascination, this like obsession with celebrities in a sense. But you can, like you said, you can use it for good. And I love and have always credited celebrities that have used their income or used yeah. their, you know, stage basically for good to alert of, you know, topics that need more attention or to donate the money that they have and can to, you know, organizations or charities that need the assistance and need the support to help yes. us like with, um, I guess, lesser abilities because they aren't given the same opportunities as these celebrities are. So mm-hmm. it definitely, like, I wish all celebrities were just as like respectful and understanding and loving as some of the celebrities can be but i think we also have the opposite end of that where we have celebrities that are so uptight and very selfish and absorbed in their own popularity that they completely forget basically the income that they have and how they could make an impact and instead they just cause trouble yeah, no, I, b- I completely agree with that. Like, you said that beautifully. Like, there's both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the people that are really humanitarians, and they really kind of bring some light to the issues that they truly care about. Right. But there is also those celebrities that have utilized their power for things that are less productive, <laughs> less harmful. Useful. Yeah. I don't even know. I mean, it just, that's what makes me so upset so like i have this kind of love hate with celebrities because i have those celebrities in my mind that i've always thought are really like honestly genuine and good people yeah they use like i said their platform for good they will they understand the skewed income and they'll definitely make it a note to like donate as much as they like i guess maybe not as much as they could but they definitely make a note to donate quite yeah. a bit and now i've always found that like Granted, I don't know how I would be in a place like that high and powerful. I was about to ask you that, actually. Yeah, but I would definitely hope that I would be an individual that would try to, you know, pay it forward. Because, if anything, the reason you're so popular is because of all the people below, I guess, technically, like, quote-unquote, below your standing in society. And they're the ones that, like, glorify you and look up to you and will pay, you know hundreds of thousands to go see you in concert or go see you at like a signing event or even just like for movies we pay like money to go see movies that have like star celebrities in them and things like that so it definitely i don't know it's just interesting because i know i've heard the whole thing that money corrupts people yeah and as you know with like huge corporate heads like Jeff Bezos and all these things definitely you could kind of tell the corruption and how they have the ability to make change they have so much wealth but yet they haven't like even sometimes it doesn't even seem like they've lifted a finger yeah like with how much wealth they have they could do so much good and instead they only want to do good for themselves exactly I mean you know there's um for instance like even (coughs) Bezos like in particular he makes more money than like most not only just individuals will see Mm -hmm. families will see um communities will see in their lifetime like within seconds it is literally ridiculous and so i mean that is a a facet of it but i mean just kind of pining back to what you're saying like i really feel that celebrities um you know it's cool that we look up to them it's kind of crazy that how they kind of some of them get uh perpetuated into like a, a life of like um, fame and all this stuff and luxury, but, yeah. and luxury but 
you know, at the end of the day, like there's still people like me and you right. and just anybody else in like our community or lives that we see. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of crazy because I think there is this kind of obsession with them that like sometimes doesn't make sense. Like, of course, there's people that I absolutely adore. Right. And it's it, I feel like even sometimes when I have said the phrase in the past, like, I feel like I could be really good friends with like yes. X celebrity or whatever, whether it be like for me Adele or like Ariana Grande, yeah. Ariana Grande or something like that. Like sometimes it's funny that we say that phrase because when you kind of break down what that phrase is, it's kind of like you're <laughs> you're obs- not obsessed, but like you're kind of like you feel like you already know who this person is because of the right. public image that is perpetuated. Exactly, and like I guess that could also go back to the whole. You know how you've heard stories of people meeting their idols, meeting their celebrities? Mm -hmm. And it either goes one of two ways. It's like, they love them. They're just what they imagine. They're super charismatic, exciting. They vibe with them and actually seem like they care about their fans. And then you have the other end where they're just nothing but rude and just like, you're below me, peasant, get out of my way. And like, well, give, you know, that person the time of day. Well, I even watched this video the other day on YouTube. Um... I watch Watch Mojo on YouTube. Oh, if any of you guys ever, that's like one of my favorite things in the entire world. For some reason, just put things in a list, and I will be all for it. Like that's just yeah. how it always is. But um, they had this like thing, and it was like twenty nicest celebrities, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll click on that because that's who I am. And so like just kind of seeing some of these people, and while they do really seem nice, the kind of commonality that I saw throughout that was that these people basically are so nice that like when people approach them in public or whatever they don't ever say no and i feel like that was kind of an interesting thing to me because i i think sometimes that's like even something that like we struggle with just maybe on a personal level is like kind of like knowing our limitations or whatever but these people like it's so sweet that they do this and i think it's adorable and it it creates a lot of beautiful moments but um I think a lot of these people, they just allow everyone to come up to them at any given time. And they're right. kind of like, at least according to this list, they were kind of all noted as like the nice celebrities. The because ones that would like yeah. get the autograph or take that selfie or picture with the person. Because I don't know about you. I don't know. Like if I was a celebrity, if I could freaking handle that. See, I'm like. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because I know sometimes like I don't. Say I'm like a super anxious person, but sometimes out in public I can get a little anxious. Yeah. And so I can't, I mean, I will say, I think, (laughs) this is another topic, but I feel like celebrities and just people of higher power are overpaid in general. But they're also sacrificing a lot as well because they basically have no privacy. Or if they have it, it's all like in secret. They have to like hide. Or they have to have security guards like there at any given time to like protect what privacy they do have. Exactly. And then like, you know, you have scary situations where, you know, you may have a stalker. Like there's so many stories of celebrities having a stalker that's broken into their home or like things of that nature. And it's just... While you have that massive income and the ability to acquire, you know, the protection you may need, it's not going to protect you from everything. And there's people out there, like, while you have people that could be, like, huge fans of yours and love you to death, you also have the crazy people that are obsessed, like, literally obsessed to where they will break into your house and take your underwear or something because... Kim Kardashian wore it. It's yeah, her exactly. underwear. Oh my god, can you imagine? Oh my god. Like I if somebody did that, I would be like absolutely freaked out. Yeah. And so I can't imagine like being a celebrity where like this isn't just a single occurrence. We're not even talking maybe ten occurrences, but like that's why they have to have like this security detail because this is happening almost every goddamn day. I and know. if oh. like literally they have to be escorted from like a building to the car, A because of paparazzi, which I could also get into with like the whole Princess <laughs> Diana that's thing. The whole thing. But, <laughs> Um, also like, you know, crazed fans and stuff like that. You know, there's Eminem made a song. It was called Stan because of this. How do you, have you ever listened to that song? I guess I haven't. I'll have to listen to it. But it's about basically this fan who got obsessed with Eminem. I don't think it was based off of a true story. So okay. like, um, but well, it was a, taken from maybe experiences for sure. But like he lost such sight of like who he was. Like he got so obsessed with Eminem as an artist that like, he even like perpetuated this onto his family like he kept like speaking for like his little brother like my little brother loves you so much that like he was so upset at the signing and stuff like that but it was like 
it was really Eminem, or not Eminem, it was the fan of Eminem that really kind of was like feeling this way. And it got so much that like in, in this narrative that was sold in the song, like the, the person actually passes away because of like their actions of trying to get close to Eminem. Wow. So it's kind of crazy because I feel like this kind of crazed identity that gets associated like kind of takes over and a little kind of aside but also i feel like it also relates um within my church uh we would have these conventions and you know whenever there was like a big release like they would have like all these publications of the bible in so many different languages Mm -hmm. but whenever there was a new language that was added they would always have a member of the highest part of our um church church like made up comprised of like eight different people yeah um they would have one of them come and release the bible in Um, that new language yeah so i remember uh because we live in new mexico uh navajo nation is a pretty big part of our um state in the Mm -hmm. corner and so uh one of these people had come down uh from new york where they were like headquartered to release this Bible yeah. in the new language. And everybody was like all abuzz about this. Like it was right. everything that everyone was talking about and they were just like losing their mind over it. And like, mm-hmm. oh my God, can you believe that uh, this guy is going to be here? Like, oh my God, like what if I get to have a conversation with him? Like what if he wants to go have dinner? Like they just <laughs> were like, they were, they were like losing their minds and this is oh, just another so human. And like, especially in my religion, they really preached like, humility and like never putting people up on a pedestal like especially this like this body of people like they told you to never put them up on a pedestal but yet they're bringing him out and making it a huge thing well i mean they weren't making a big thing but i think just because of human nature and i think this kind of speaks to a bigger element i think a lot of us including myself i was like really excited and like i did get to meet this person at this event and i was honestly really excited about it and like I remember still all the things about the conversation, but I remember talking with my cousin and he kind of put some perspective in my head about this. And so he had said that like, he's just another person. Like you really shouldn't like be putting him up on a pedestal. I don't know why everyone's getting so excited about this. And in that moment, like I kind of felt stupid because I, I was like all excited and I was like talking to him about it. But then I realized you're right. Like it kind of put things into perspective for me. And I think from that moment on, it really has had a perspective when it has come to celebrities. I've always thought it's so cool when I meet somebody that I truly admire, but I've had to realize that you can't, you can't lose sight of, of your, who you yes, are I think when meeting these people. That's you know? a great point. Beautifully said. I think we lose sight of our personal, I guess, value. Because, you know, we beat ourselves up because, oh, I could be much better. I could, you know, become more popular. And I think sometimes that's what people skew for personal um, value is popularity. I mean, that's how it was like in high school, you know, the more popular you were, the more you felt seen, I guess, in a way, or the more you felt like you were a figure of higher power and higher, I guess. Yeah, I think we we associate value of oneself on popularity and i think that like you're right it stems from a young age with that and i think with celebrities like we all aspire to be that we're like what if what if we were that one person that like you know made it big i know like even with this podcast like we have a good time with it but sometimes (laughs) we're like what if we make it big like wouldn't that be crazy like i think it's just like kind of a human aspiration that we always want to be making progress in our lives. Right. And, you know, that can take a lot of different forms. But one of the main ones... That people always try to aspire for is, is popularity. popularity. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think it's interesting because you do bring up a good point. There's even celebrities in, like, smaller scales, like in churches. Like, for my church, for example, we have prophet... Or, like, I keep saying my church, but one the one I used to go to, they um, there's a prophet, and then there's, like... Uh, 12 apostles basically and they're like the top tier of our church basically they're the ones that like dictate like rules or um commandments technically things like that and so even with people like that it was very similar to you you know they would come down or they would come to speak with the people in a certain church and like you best believe if you don't get there three hours early 
you're not getting inside that chapel Dang. because people would be like That's crazy. driving out of state to come see this person talk. That's kind of messed up, and I kind of regret saying this statement now, especially because it can be a little bit ageist. But, like, so I remember at this event, like, it was kind of the same situation. Everybody showed up super early for it, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember saying, like, this is the one day that you see, like, basically because we believed in, like, a resurrection or that like you would be healed like in like the afterworld or whatever right i'd be like this is the one day you get to see a glimpse of that because you see these people and like who are not able-bodied like they're just freaking sprinting for the door and <laughs> yeah, you're like whoa like, like this is crazy they're, they're sprinting for the hope you could just shake their head and heal them right yeah exactly <laughs> i'm like he's not jesus like you i think you forgot that maybe <laughs> a little bit understand but yeah no i definitely i don't know i it's it's unique because I just feel like there's celebrities in many different forms. Yes. There's the lower level celebrities. But then now we have, like, you know, the ability of technology. And what's mm-hmm. something that I really don't keep up with often, what I've learned has become super big, is like TikTok celebrities. Yeah. And I didn't even realize, like, that was a thing, okay. if I'm honest. <laughs> so after I left high school, right, there was uh, this time where I went back to high school and they wanted me to speak for the LGBT group that was there. Oh, yeah. And I was, like, super excited to do this, whatever. Cool. And I remember when I was there, they had invited not just me, but a, a different alumni is from older than me, younger than me, whatever. Yeah. They had invited us all to, like, speak to them. And I thought that was a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. But I remember one of the girls, bless her heart, like, she looked at me. And she's like, I just want to ask all of you. She's like, who is your favorite TikToker? And I was the one, like, back in the day who was like, wait, what's TikTok? What? <laughs> And then yeah. the, the teacher laughed because obviously they're, like, associated with us. So, like, I knew somebody was going to say that. And it's just, I think it came up, like, right after us, right? TikTok. Yeah. And there's, like, so many people who are, like, celebrities that yeah. I don't even know. Like, even here in Albuquerque, like, there's people who, like, I've known or whatever oh, who have, like, kind of became TikTok yeah. famous. And I'm like, what? See, and that's, I think, what's so interesting is, like... Yes, we were, I guess, because we're in the same age group, uh, we were raised in, like, a technology era, but social media still was pretty new when we started graduating high school, I feel like. Yeah. And so, once we graduated high school, that's when, like, that big boom of, like, Vine, TikTok, things like that, that became super popular. Yeah, true. So, So, like, I guess for me, and I also know that, like, I'm a very, I can be distracted really easily, I know TikTok, I've heard people say it. You can just scroll for hours and yeah. you won't even realize you've been on the app for like three hours. Does that ever happen it. to you? Because I feel like for me, I've tried and I'm somebody who's easily distractible, yeah. but TikTok has not ever done it for me. Well, so I've never downloaded TikTok because okay. I'm so scared I would be that person that's easily distracted. I'm already distracted as is. I can barely do my day to day. So I'm like, I don't want to put something else on top of my plate that will make me even less productive. Yes. But... I think for me, um, what's interesting about that is, like, because celebrities, it's so easy now on TikTok. You put up one video and boom, like, it mm-hmm. could get a huge following. And all of a sudden, you have thousands, tens of thousands yeah. of people viewing your videos. And so I've also noticed that or it goes back to, you know, popularity being one of the things that a lot of people aspire uh, for. Popular. I keep having that song stuck <laughs> in my head. Yeah. Let's not take the copyright out. But, you know. No, but, like... Being popular is, like, one of the things that people aspire for, but also I feel like it's been inhibiting some things in some way because students now don't want to, like, go to college or work because, oh, they just need to get TikTok famous. Just one video and I'm TikTok famous and I'll be set up, you know, I'll be able to get paid for, like, just posting videos. And that just blows my mind. It's, like, kind of how YouTube was for a while there. I mean, it still is, but... um. I think YouTube is kind of similar to TikTok where you have, like, YouTube famous people. And it just blows my mind how much you could potentially get paid Yeah, you can get so much pay for that. Yeah. So what just blows my mind is I was, you know, saying how people or kids in general just think they can, like, post a video and they'll get famous right away. Um, When I used to do student teaching, I was in a fifth grade classroom. And, you know, when I was in fifth grade, we didn't get phones. That was not Oh, no. Yeah. So. (laughs) Somebody would have a phone and it would be like literally for emergencies. When they said it was for emergencies, it was like literally like a little like jitterbug or something like that. Yeah. Or you'd like play the ringtones for fun. Yeah. This is so cool. Like listening to your music. You're like, let's listen to this ringtone that goes on for a minute. It was great. It was great. great. Yeah. So like, that's what I imagined fifth grade. But you know, I'm student teaching and it was just a huge eye opening moment when 
over 75% of the class had smartphones. <laughs> it Damn. Was and I was like, whoa. I had to pay for my first smartphone. I'm yeah. a little upset. <laughs> Me too. So, like, it just blew my mind. And it just definitely kind of showed the increasing popularity of technology, even at a younger age now. But um, what was funny was... Um, and one of the like lessons we had students like write their goals or what they would like to be when they grow up type of yeah. thing. And um, I kid you not, out of like the 30-kid classroom, 12 of the kids said, I want to be TikTok famous as their Damn. goal. That was their goal. And it just, to me, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, you can aspire to do everything you can for that. You can't put all your eggs in one basket and assume no. you're going to get popular. Like, that's very rare. That's like 1% of people that get popular like that. I'm feeling a little called out right now. Okay. So, okay. In high school. Um, I felt like I went about it a little bit more smart. But um, so my whole thing was that I've always loved technology, even though I ranted about it last week. I've always loved technology, right? And so my whole thing was that I would watch all these tech YouTubers and I thought that was so cool. I was like, yeah. how amazing would it be if, like, my job was, like, um, talking about something that I love, recording it, editing it. Like, I, I, I had, like, this whole little, like, coffee shop fantasy of, like, <laughs> me, like, editing it at, like, a coffee shop. Anyways. Wow. So, in high school, they asked us uh, senior year what we wanted to be. And so, like, I didn't say, like, TikTok famous or anything. But I did say, like... I want to be a technology journalist. Like, that is, like, where I want to go in life. See, but that's technology journalist. It sounds good, but what it meant is I want to be fucking on YouTube <laughs> just recording and getting paid for the ads that are on my videos. <laughs> so, so honestly, I mean, I, I get it because, like, I think I kind of always had that fantasy of, like, maybe not that I wanted to be famous just to be famous, but I wanted to be famous because – or not even just famous. I just wanted to share with the world – the things that I truly loved and valued and to like have that reciprocated or to be appreciated by other people. So I think what kind of is hard is like when you kind of like break it down to brass tacks like that, like hearing TikTok famous, like it could be a little alarming because you hear like these kids say that and you're right. Like they should have other aspirations. Like putting all your eggs in one basket is kind of scary. But I think at the end of the day, like I know at least for me, it came from like a place of like genuineness and I wanted to like actually like show with the world something that I really cared about and to maybe have that likeness with other people and like find people who also had this passion the way that I did. That's a good point. I mean, I guess I didn't see it like that. It does take a very focused and hardworking individual, I think, to make it in something like that. So I'm not saying anything against that. Like I definitely, you know... Proud of the kids for going after yeah. what they want. But I think for me, it was just crazy because that's becoming a more and more sought after oh, feel. No, no, no. And I totally agree with you <laughs> yeah. because like on my hand, like I think like I maybe have this like fantasy, like it would be like a really easy job and I could travel the world or whatever. Right. And then like even with this podcast, I love doing it and I love all the effort we put into it. But like this has become like really a hobby for us because... <laughs> yeah. It, it has is, to be at this point. It has to be because <laughs> it's not just like us like re- sitting down recording. Like we have to go in and put up an Instagram post and we have to, you know, edit different stuff. And like I think really with that, I think what a lot of these kids are forgetting is that they're just going to sit down in their room, like make a little video. Right. It's going to get like three million views. They're going to get all this ad revenue. And that's all they'll have to do, right? But you have to really keep up with that all yes. the time. And you lose that privacy that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. You lose all these facets. And yeah, it will be cool to like have that exposure. But you really can't go anywhere without somebody recognizing you. And you kind of have to be prepared for that, you know? Right. And so it just... I don't know. I definitely, I mean, we're creating this podcast, and I've just kind of, I've always wanted to do a podcast. Yeah. I've been a huge podcast listening individual. So um, I definitely found it such, like, it was an alert for me. It definitely was something I've always wanted to do. So having you be like, yes, I'm on it. I was like, we're doing this podcast. Babe, you don't know how happy it made me, to be honest. Yeah. Because I had been looking for years for somebody to do a podcast <laughs> me with me too. and it's so funny because i was like it's never gonna happen i'm like i even right. had bought this mic like within like two years before we had even decided to do this and right. i was so excited I know. but it's just it does take a very kind of like extroverted kind of individual but also somebody who can handle themselves in like different situations that are thrown at them like yeah. what i'm trying to say is it's like 
you can have an aspiration to want to do something, but there's a lot of hard work that goes behind that. Exactly. And that's anything in life, really. Like, you can't just have a goal, but not ever like water that plant, so to speak. You always got to be taking care of it, trimming it. You got to be manicuring, making it uh, be able to be in optimal condition. So, you know, it's just sometimes it's luck, but a lot of the times it's the extreme hard work that you have to put into it. And I think that's what maybe is forgotten with like celebrity culture like a lot of these people work hard (laughs) work fucking hard like so somebody that comes to mind um i saw an interview with connie Britton, right um she is in like american horror story um white lotus stuff like that like um she's pretty big but so she had worked with sweeney todd who played cassie on euphoria oh yes and so like uh in one of the shows they were doing like uh cassie's uh, character in that show she is doing drugs and so, like, the girls actually had to ask um, the producer, wait, how do we do this? Like, how do I sniff this? Like, how do I make this look believable? Like, how do I do drugs? Yeah. And so, like, these girls are, like, probably our age, right? Right. Um, They've never even touched drugs, never have done anything like this. Like, and Connie Britton had said, like, in this, ep- um, this interview, she was like, it is so crazy because these girls should probably be out there partying or doing whatever, but they are so hardworking and dedicated that they're not even aware of like what a lot of the other young people are doing in mm-hmm. their time frame. They are so motivated and dedicated that they are like putting in all the effort all the time. Like they're probably doing 11, 12 hour days every yeah. day just to reach the goals that they want to reach. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, there's an allure with being a celebrity, and there's also good in the bad. So it's I find it very intriguing, and uh, definitely think um, there's a lot that they can do. And I just hope as we progress as a society, celebrities will progress in a good way as well, and so yeah, that we'll I be agree. able to like feed back into society and everything. So no, I totally agree. I think it's important that. Um, there is a positive contribution. I mean, we don't even have to get into politics, but <laughs> for just, <another> day. <laughs> that's definitely another day. But I will just say like some of the divisiveness that has come from our country is because these platforms, again, haven't been used in a way that could be uplifting or helping right. other people. And it has caused issues within our country. So um, I don't know. It's just it's really crazy. And I mean, I, I, I think celebrities are cool. There's definitely a bunch that I adore. Is there anybody that you adore particularly that, like, obviously not obsessed, but... Right. No, I mean, I can't tell you right off the top of my head who I, like, adore as a celebrity, but there's definitely, um, I guess I could say what I really appreciate is Zendaya. I think she's definitely done a lot with her platform and, like, shown a lot more about who it is to be a person and to, you know, share love just to, like, all people, things like that. Um, and then I also, I don't know if this is cliche, but I really like Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Just but their relationship's so cute, they're so right? They're so cute, but I also think, like, I definitely know they have uh, been very active in donating. Like, yeah. um, they're very quiet about it, I will say. Like, they're not ones to flaunt it for, like, you Notoriety know. Notoriety or yeah, whatever. Yeah, everyone should praise us for donating. But, you know, I do know that, like, it almost seems like, Three or four times a year, they just randomly like donate a million dollars to like a charity of their choice. Really, I yeah. did not even know that. That's yeah, crazy. I mean, you could probably look it up and find information about that. But yeah, I definitely know they donate, and I think that's something that I love about them. Is not mm-hmm. only do they have that power of like family, and they know the importance of it, they also you know use their money for good and try to maintain a positive image for those. Yeah. Them, so. I know, and I think for me, like, um, someone like Madonna, I've always truly Uh, admired. Because, again, obviously being gay is, like, a very um, big thing on my mind. But uh, she has been one of the celebrities most um, noted for donating towards, like, the AIDS crisis and stuff like that. Like, she put millions and millions and millions into this. And so I think for me, a lot of the times I can appreciate someone based off of their talent and stuff like that. But those positive contributions that they put towards society won't even push me to appreciate them in a capacity way more because it shows the humanitarian side of them. It shows that they're a person just like that. So it shows the things that they really care about. So I really resonate with your statement there that you said. Yeah, definitely. I think you and I both agree. The ones that are more appealing and we definitely have more of a likeness for the celebrities that 
use their power or use their platform for good. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, we should probably wrap up that um, I could topic. keep going for hours. We, we have so many episodes we're going to have to expand on in yeah, future episodes because I think there's just so much nitty-gritty stuff we could keep talking about. But we're going to go ahead um, and do our mini rants. Does that sound like the time for that? Yeah, I think that would be a Let's good little thing. It. I'm very curious because yeah. I think before we got on the podcast, really we should have been recording beforehand. But... <laughs> We went off on like three or four little mini rants and when Pam was like talking to me about what she was thinking about talking about, I was very curious. So with that being said, Pam, what are you going to go off on? Well, this week um, I'm going to go off on sexism. Uh, In particular, uh, I think for me as a woman, that's more of what I'm going to focus on per se. So... I definitely, you know, I'm very grateful for all the women that have come before me that have, like, paved the path to give me the privileges and the abilities that I have now. Yes. Like, that's definitely something I can't take for granted because, you know, could have been 50 years ago and I would have, like, very little say in matters, you know, that now I'm able to actually go out and work a full-time job and... While pay, you know, I think has been more equalized, there's still like kind of a, an skewed um, difference in that. But yes, yeah. I'm talking more about sexism um, from the older generation, funny enough. Oh, okay. I have found that, you know, I'm a smaller woman. I'm not tall, you know, I'm not, you know, 6'5", you know, I don't have that huge power, but I definitely yeah. think I have more of a smaller power in the sense of like i feel like i'm a very loving caring person but people only see the loving and caring and they don't see the strong and tough person i am as well so i've found um for me i've been having little issues with those and some people in my life that have you know basically disregarded me for like things just because i'm a woman so like for example you know I wanted to help someone with uh, their roof. They were fixing their AC. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I could help you with that. And they would not allow me to get on the roof. You're kidding me. Because I'm a woman. And that's <gasps> not what a woman's supposed to do. <laughs> I was like. Who are they? Put them on the phone. I'm going to start swinging. <laughs> well, and so, like, that was for me. I was just like, oh, that's a little odd. Or it'll just be something as simple as, like, you know, I can't go out at night because I'm a woman. And, like, these people in my life definitely feel that way. And so, like, for me, that's just super upsetting. Like, I know it's a scary world out there. But it doesn't mean that, you know, I'm not capable or able to handle myself in my life. And so it's just been a huge struggle. And I think it just really upsets me because, you know, people don't see, like I said, the toughness in me. Like, (laughs) what makes me laugh is, like, I met camping a while back with some friends and it was all dudes, and I was the only girl there. But wouldn't you know, you know, they all were wouldn't. like, let let us do the tent. Let us start the fire. They didn't know how to build the tent. They didn't know how to start a fire. And who was the one who taught them how to do it? Me. Me, the woman. And so, like, for me, it's just, it's always been something like that. Like, I know we have, like, feminine traits are like very feminine well some some women are for sure it depends there's like a mix of feminine and masculinity yeah but i think for me what frustrates me is there's no you know if i tell you i can do it i want you to like trust me and let me have that option to do it and if i need your help i'll ask you for your help instead of just automatically assuming for me i think that's the biggest thing i've been frustrated with recently is everyone just assumes i can't do it or everyone assumes that's not for me or not what i want and I just can't stand it. And so that's when, for me, my rant of this week, because, yes, I know we're changing a society and we're getting better, or, I mean, in some senses better, in some senses I feel like we're going back, you know, in time. But I think that we need to start learning that women are able to do things just as good as men, too. I mean, yeah, maybe in some tra- like ways we're not as strong, per se, or in some ways, you know, we're not as fit for a certain role. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of things that people use to try and put us down. And Mm -hmm. I'm just over it. It's like, trust us when we say we can do it if we say we're going to do it. Yeah. And don't, like, don't assume. That's, like, the biggest thing. Don't assume I can't do it, even though you've, like, never asked if I have the ability. 
I completely agree. First off, I'm going to say, <laughs> if I ever do need to have a, a zombie apocalypse team, Pam is one of the first people I'm putting on it. She's so witty. Wow. She's so smart. But she has, like, such practical skills that, you know, God damn it, you know what I'm going to say? It. Like, men do not have. Like, I really, like, I think that it really frustrates me. And I remember, like, when I declared that I was a feminist to my family, like, it was taking kind of a skew. And they're like, how could you say that? And I'm like, because... Yeah. The whole core of femininity, and I do not need a mansplain to you, but, like, no, I mean, the whole sure. core of it is, like, women need to be treated equal, and I think, honestly, better than how <laughs> men are. And so, I, I, I just, you, ne- you don't need a man's perspective on that at all, but well, I just, I, I want to say that I agree with you completely, and yeah. it frustrates me so much, I see that. No, yeah, you're good, and I, I don't ever want it to be, like, you know, men can't have an opinion on it either, because I, I think I'm one of the females that do think that men can't have an opinion on it, and honestly should, like, you know, I think with any change, you need support of those around you that support and agree with what you're, sta- like, saying, so if you accept that support and allow, you know, discussion amongst all people, I think that mm-hmm. definitely will grow into something more. But yeah, I definitely, I thank you for your, um, your... Please don't thank me. You don't I need mean, to thank a man. I really no, thank you. Thank you, man. Ah! Thank you, man. No, I'm just saying, like, I do love you and I love our friendship and everything. And I've never felt any way like that with you at all. I'm not saying that. It's just more of like... Like I said, older generations and people in my life that have... It's just one of those things that, you know, it was a different time and a different mm-hmm. era. And so I, I can't, you know, 100% blame them for, like, thinking what, what they think. But at the same time, I would hope they would get better about it. I think so. Like, like we've talked in episodes past, like, learning from your experiences. Like, you can grow at any date. And right. the fact that there is so many people, men and, unfortunately, even women, mm-hmm. who kind of don't realize, like, that, of course, we're all equal. It frustrates me so much, you Yeah, know? it's frustrating, but that's my mini rant for today. <laughs> what uh, about you, Ethan? I want to hear about yours. <laughs> well, you know, I feel like I need to up the ante here a little oh, bit because no. I've been not up the ante in terms of this. No. Up the ante. Uh, up, it, up it in terms of feminism. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta top that. No, um, no, but like, so I think like maybe I think approaching something a little bit serious too would be important for me. Okay. And so today I'm going to talk about consumerism. And so I get so frustrated by this right so uh i went with my roommate to uh a a store nordstrom rack if you've ever been there and i am not singling out them per (laughs) se one store (laughs) but it's just the general um identity that we have especially here in america so we went to this uh this i almost said restaurant why I'm, i'm hungry i need some food but anyways uh so we went to this uh department store and so like their whole thing is like all the designer clothes like that don't make it they come down to this new place so like nordstrom is known as like this really like high um fashion place like it's a, a pretty expensive place if you ever go to shop there nordstrom's rack is supposed to be basically all the stuff that didn't oh, sell I there. Oh, I know they were different. Basically. Okay. Yeah. So it all trickles down over there. So anyways, we went, I think it was on Saturday or whatever. They are announcing overhead like every five minutes that today is clearance day. And like basically there is like steep discounts on everything in this place. Like if it's $10, it is now like $5. If it is... $20, it is now $5 as well. Like, they were just, like, really, really steep discounts. Mm-hmm. So people were losing their goddamn minds over this. <laughs> I bet. And, and so, I mean, I even felt myself kind of getting, like, into this, like, I idea of it. I was like, <gasps> even though, like, I knew I shouldn't be spending money, I was like, I need to go over to the men's section! Like, I need to, like, buy a new shirt. Like, even though I don't need to buy a new shirt, I was like, I need to buy something. And yeah. I think as I was, like, sitting there, like, literally, I was like, holy shit. Like, we are all being sold by these corporations just, like, selling, 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 selling. But here's the thing. I've lost the battle, right? <laughs> if you go and look at my closet right now, it is stuffed. I actually have to go buy more hangers from Walmart <laughs> because... I have literally used all my hangers and there is 20 shirts currently sitting on my desk that need to be hung up because I have bought so many new clothes. So I am very frustrated by consumerism because 
I have to make more laundry trips. And <laughs> I feel personally victimized by this because what ends up happening is I have to wear these clothes. I feel guilty about it. I feel like I should go on a Jane Fonda moment and just stop buying clothes for the, like a year or something like that <laughs> because I feel like I have so much shit in my closet that I don't wear that I've been trying to wear it. So after I wear it, maybe I need to learn more of like the rules of tactiles and how many times you could wear it. But my laundry fills up so fucking fast and I don't have a laundry unit or a, a place where I could do laundry in my unit. So I have to go hustle down some stairs and I've actually had to buy a new laundry basket because the old one fucking ripped on me <laughs> and clothes are strewn out all over the floor. So I am just so frustrated because I have now become such a victim of consumerism <laughs> That my laundry days fucking suck. And it makes me want to literally burn these clothes or donate them. But then I would have to wash them if I donated them. So I am just so frustrated. Consumerism has fucked everyone over. And I am so over it. So anyways, to make this long story short... Fuck consumerism. <laughs> Be happy in the clothes you wear. You do not need new clothes just because they are discounted. But if you do want clothes, go for it. If fashion's your thing, great. But just know that laundry days are going to get a lot more intense, okay? Man, what a powerful moment. I felt that story for sure. That rant. Uh, you're, I'm, I apologize. You're a victim of consumerism. Oh, it's really it's, a tough it's life. A, it's you a know hard what? Life. I think I think it tops your topic. To be honest, I'm like, God damn. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. No, I definitely fuck that, think but... that's, it's a problem. But no, what can you do in modern society? But I just want to say, I'm so proud of you. You are so such an amazing wow. babe, and Thank you. I'm just happy that you're in my life and that we get to like enjoy these little moments because yes. you're a killer. And so I think I need to reiterate that. <laughs> And you're a killer too. Just don't kill your clothes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna burn them all, folks. No, 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 no. I'll try to donate them. I swear. No, I know you will. But that is hilarious. On that note, though, we should probably wrap this up. Um, but definitely follow us on social media. We are on Instagram at We Go Off Podcast. Yes. Um, Leave us a like and review us on any platform that you're listening. We would love to hear more. And it um, does give us more exposure. So I will yeah. say um, we've gotten a couple of reviews. I do really appreciate it. Um, yes, we do. And it's very heartfelt and honestly it kind of makes me feel more motivated. I know that me and Pam both share that sentiment. So thank you guys so much for that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, then um, we will see you next week when we go, go off. off.